Hello, my brothers and sisters. This episode is about a nurturing Argentinian woman that was introduced to the medicine path. Being called forth first through dreams, then through people, my guest Carmen Santillan finds herself in Peru, fulfilling the purpose of a medicine woman. She first started out as an artist that would teach the benefits of art through its many forms, dancing, acting, singing, and most importantly, bringing people together. She continues to bring people together, and now as a medicine woman, still utilizing the powerful arts of singing and dancing, Carmen invites those that may need help into her sacred space of healing through ceremonies of ayahuasca and other plant medicines. Residing in the sacred valley of Peru, gorgeous, beautiful place, and a place to definitely heal, Carmen facilitates these ceremonies through an organization known as El Camino Sagrado, and through her own personal project, I hope I'm not going to butcher this, Cuchillacta Arte y Medicina. The links are provided in the show notes. Now, with the mass hysteria going on in the world right now, it is evident that healing needs to occur. And I want to emphasize that healing is not easy. Healing is hard work. It's actually pretty messy to heal ourselves. And I learned the hard way that it takes a great deal of being vulnerable to face our wounds and traumas. Some of them buried so deep in our psyche that we are unaware of the habitual toxic behavior that we do not reflect on and challenge. But it is okay to ask for help. Now, yes, we are all different and resonate with different practices. There's therapists, yogis, priests, bishops, evangelicals, sages, medicine men, women, curanderos, and my favorite, shamans. They all provide some sort of space to receive some insight in order to find a way to heal. Now, I want you to reflect on your space. Is it allowing you to go deep enough to enlighten yourself on your wounds? Is it allowing you to go deep enough to receive some insight on the mission you must complete on this planet? Con el viento, vuela con el viento.
Hola. Do you speak Spanish too? Uh, a little bit. Uh, un okay. poco, pero mi español es muy, muy feo. <laughs> if I don't understand something, I can ask you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> okay. Okay, awesome. Hey, okay, hi. I'm Carmen. <laughs> Hello, Carmen. It's a pleasure to meet you. Yeah, Katie and uh, Anastasia, they said great things about you. And so kind of getting their perspectives of their stay with you. Katie uh, had a great idea of uh, if we could podcast to you, the, the, the host and the, the shaman that they've been spending time with. Mm -hmm. Welcome to my podcast. Uh, this is something mm -hmm. I'd like to do to gain a little bit more perspective on subject matters, culture, personal experiences, learning lessons, and, mm -hmm. uh, and my favorite epiphanies <laughs> that we could grow from uh, as individuals. Mm -hmm. But I guess just to start off, to learn more about you, can we start with your, your background, your, your upbringing? Are you uh, born and raised in Peru? And then uh, how did you lead the path to come to shamanism? I am Argentinian. I came to Peru 16, 17 years ago. And that was my plan to work with plants. Mm -hmm. But uh, in the way uh, they present to me, 15 years ago. Well, you know, this, I, I feel that this, this is not one path that we choose. It's something that comes to us. Mm -hmm. I was artist. I was actress. Theater oh, wow. actor. Yes. Nice. And I was working in a project in the jungle, mm. teaching the, the teachers how to use the art and connect with the local knowledge mm -hmm. you know, in, the, in the different towns in the jungle. And I was living two years in the jungle, but I don't was looking really to drink plants. I felt that was with the theater and all the exercise, I felt so much connected to my soul, you know, and with my spirit and to, and to work with living in the jungle. And I met the father of my kids and he was studying with a shaman in the jungle. Mm -hmm. And he invited me to drink ayahuasca for the first time. And before I met many people working with, uh, with ayahuasca, but that I was looking, I said, well, if one day the medicine comes to me, I will try. One day he asked me if, if I want to drink with him and I accept. And this day my life changed. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Sorry, the, the audio went kind of in and out for a little bit. So <laughs> okay. you, you're originally from Argentina? Yes. And then you had some projects here in Peru in the jungle. And uh, yes. So you're, you're uh, an actress and, and an artist and you're, you're teaching? Yes. Yes. I was working in a project that okay. we worked we work with the schools. Okay. So you're working with teachers, teachers in schools. Okay. Yes. Teaching them to use the art uh, in the classes. Mm -hmm. no? Okay. For, uh, for recuperate the knowledge of the towns. The natives, no? And then from there, that's when you uh, you met your husband at the schools or you met your husband after that in the jungle? After. I after. was working I was working two years in this project, but, you know, it was a hard project. I make it everything. You know? I, I give it the classes. I organize the classes. I, after, continue visiting the schools, seeing how they use all the teachings that I give to them and uh, brightening everything that we make it, using the computer was so much, and I was missing to make shows mm -hmm. because I was actress, no? and I felt that I needed to change a little bit in my life. And, and in the moment I met this guy, 
the father of my kids, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, and he was working with a shaman, a shaman for a long time. Okay. And and he had uh, medicine with him, and he invited me for first time to drink ayahuasca mm -hmm. Mm -hmm, with him. And uh, before we started to work with mushrooms, magic mushrooms. Oh wow! Nice. This was my first contact with uh, with the medicines plant, but I had many dreams three years ago before. Before that, you know, just before to met him, I I was in Chile working with the Mapuches, that is the natives in Chile, and uh, there I start to have dreams that, in, and in my dreams came the mushrooms, and told me that I needed to eat them if I want to be fine in my life. Oh wow. Uh -huh. But I don't. I uh, I found it uh, mushrooms close to the house where I was, but I don't want to try alone because I was scared. Mm -hmm. And I said to myself, if this magic plant come to my life again, I will try. Yes or yes, but not <laughs> not now. And three years later, I was here in Peru in the jungle, and I met. Uh, some weeks before uh, Sergio, Sergio is the name of the father of my kids, and he invited me to celebrate the full moon in his house with so with another people. And when I came to to be to this part, uh, celebration, and he opened the door, the first thing that I saw was uh, one big plate with mushrooms in the table, <laughs> and I understood well. Today is the day that I will I will try, mm -hmm. and. Really, was this day was the, the day that my life changed because after to eat the mushrooms, I make it uh, some mushroom ceremonies with him, and um, after he invited me to drink ayahuasca, and after we make uh, San Pedro, and <laughs> after we went to live in the in a mountain with wow. our family and to making medicines there and living in the forest like natives mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so it sounds and, like your first experience with the mushrooms was just after that you just knew and then it was like a complete mm -hmm. direction of being a medicine woman of a, of a shaman and learning the plant life and ceremonies uh-huh yes i um i realized in this time that we are now that uh, that really I am a medicine woman. This is that I am, you mm -hmm. know, with all my, with humble and respect, I can say, because now I am realizing that it's not the ayahuasca or mushrooms or uh, or any plants. It's because I I have this spirit in myself. Even if mm -hmm. I make bread or theater or music or whatever, mm -hmm. you know, when you make things from your heart, it always is medicine. Mm. Oh, wow. I like that. Mm -hmm. uh, so before you were in this direction of being a medicine woman, before this, it sounds like you found your calling. You found like there's a deep sense of something that you had to follow within your heart. And mushrooms and ayahuasca kind of helped you find that. Yes. I, when I was, I will return to the, this part of the history. When I was in Chile, Mm -hmm. I start to have these these dreams every night when I was with the natives there. I started to have many dreams that speak me about me and that I need to walk the 
medicine path. I don't want it. <laughs> no. I don't want it because I was I was happy. I was uh, traveling for South America, making shows. Oh wow! Okay. And making workshops and being, I was happy. I really don't need it to. This is the reason that I was two years living in the jungle and I don't make it any plants mm-hmm. because I don't feel the necessity. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, when I was in Chile and in my dreams comes voices telling me that you are a medicine woman, you need to walk this path. I was so scared. I felt that I was making me crazy mm-hmm. <laughs> because I start to listen voices in my head, you know, and, uh, and wow. have these dreams with mushrooms. And the next day I found the mushrooms. Everything was so strange. I think so was the moment that my conscience really opened and was uh, really opening, you know, started to be open. And how, understand how old were you when you were getting these dreams? Uh, 26. 26? Uh-huh. Oh, wow, nice. And um, after three years, well, I escaped from Chile because I, I really was scared. And I came, I started to continue my travel with my group. Mm-hmm. Making shows, making uh, different type of things for also for South America, and when I arrived to Peru, and um, I met uh, one lady that is one of my best friends now, and she invited me to work in this project in the jungle, and this is the reason that I I went to the jungle mm-hmm. because I I went to work in this project, no, but uh, not was looking to be a shaman or to learn plants or. No, I wanted to live in a, a green place, no, in the nature that my I that my son uh, had space to be free, and I thought, okay, I have this possibility to work in the jungle with this beautiful project with natives that I love the natives, and uh, that where my son can have a, a space where he can express himself and mm-hmm. freedom, and I accept. And I arrived in the jungle and I was living in a community where we had a shaman, but uh, I don't want to drink. I don't was looking. Don't, that wasn't my idea to be a shaman okay. or to be a medicine woman, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was it a hard decision to kind of commit to you after you realized like, okay, I'm supposed to be walking this path of a medicine woman or did, did, was it easy? No, it was difficult. I really, I feel that I really accept my path uh, five years ago, you know, 10 years after. Because mm. um, I was fighting and uh, sometimes uh, when I was living in the jungle, I was working with my family in the, in the forest with medicines, with all my family. My children know to cook, how to cook ayahuasca because mm-hmm. we cook it together how mm-hmm. to make uh, Wachumas or San Pedro, because we make it together. We was in our circle. And after friends start to come to visit to us, asking us help and if they come drink with us. And we invited them, but not like a shaman, you know, it was like, okay, he's my friend. I mm-hmm. have this medicine that I use for me and will be good for him maybe. And we will share and we'll see. Mm-hmm. And this was really when we start to to open the circle for more people, no, our friends. After start to come the friends of our friends, or brothers, or sisters, or parents, yeah. or sons, you know, start to come to look us. And but even in this time, I opened the door, but was uh, maybe one, two, three persons, not in the same ceremony, in different 
times, mm -hmm. no, in um, maybe I can say maybe five, six people for year. You know wow. that someone came to work with us because we don't. I don't was working with this. I was investigating. I was uh, knowing. I was uh, understanding, okay. and I was understand. And I was understanding myself and and the and the humanity too, because you know you receive so many knowledge from these uh, sacred plants. No, mm -hmm. the humanity, the world, the universe. How is the real system of the life? Mm -hmm. yes yes it's very it's very uh -huh. opening in a very spiritual and beautiful way mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. sometimes very abrupt and aggressive way mm -hmm. yes well and with the with the time i arrived here to the uh, to cusco uh because i had a very hard uh, time in the jungle and uh, in the moment uh, i lose a baby this was mm. my initiation for this medicine path. Oh, wow. And it, because uh, I was so sick and almost dying. And in the moment, yes, I lose my baby after I make it a diet for heal myself. And, and immediately I finished my, my diet. Uh, a friend asked me a therapy because she was feeling bad. I give it a therapy to her and she... She gave my name to another person and this person, another person. Mm -hmm. And in a moment, I have a long list with people that wanted to make a therapy with me. And after I was, I make it a, a ceremony alone in the jungle. And the medicine told me that it's time to go to return to the civilization. Really, I don't want it to return. I was uh, um, more looking to go more deeply in the forest where nobody can see us and we can live <laughs> free yeah. and to make the life that we really feel that is the life. Mm -hmm. But uh, the spirit really told me that the reason of the life is to serve and to share. And mm -hmm. I was so worried for the planet, but they told me that uh, the planet always will be good. Mm -hmm. And maybe with the planet uh, Mother Earth will be different, can be different, you know, can have a acid for water mm -hmm. you know it's possible everything is possible but mm -hmm. the medicine the, the spirits told me the planet will exist but who don't will exist will be the humans mm -hmm. <laughs> you know and that you need to make is to go and share with everyone everything that we te teach to you everything that the mm -hmm. spirits teach yeah. to me Mm -hmm. oh, wow. but I needed to go and return to the civilization and to share with the people the, the knowledge that they give me and even in the moment I accept to come to, to the civilization again but I thought to share in another forms, maybe with the theater maybe with the music with the mm -hmm. therapies but I don't want to work with plants because it's, um, it's you know it's um, it seems like a very demanding a very demanding role, very demanding life to be in yes. plants and always facilitating yes. ceremonies. Yes, and uh, it's big commitment hmm? yeah. that uh, with the, the when you, someone come to make a ceremony with you, uh, you have the life of this person in your hands. Hmm? It's yeah. a big commitment, and even the situation in the jungle with the shamans that they 
have another type of energy. It's not the same with me because I don't have a, a master, a human master. My masters are spiritual masters. Mm. Ayahuasca is one of my masters, for example. No. I, I have a, a direct connection with them. I don't, I don't have a human master, you know, and I don't want it really because I don't have confidence in no one in their time because mm-hmm. I listen and I saw many things in the shaman world and I, and I don't want to be part. And this was my first fighting, you know, that I don't want to be a shaman. I don't want to be like them. I don't want to work with the medicine. You know, my second test was the money, you mm-hmm. know, to ask money for my ceremonies because I, for me in the moment was, no, I don't want to commercialize. Commercialize. I don't know how to say it. Yeah, commercialize. Yes. Mm-hmm. The medicine and uh, was, uh, I needed to make so many work with me, with myself, understand that the money is only energy and that it's good if I give the best, receive that I need to for live in the, mm-hmm. I don't have, I don't have luxuries, but to have a, a life that I can support my children, that I have five. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Entonces, step by step, I start to understand, and the medicine helped me so much. She uh, really, she tell me that uh, I need to ask money, and uh, that uh, will be my filter for to know if the people want to really work or not. Because mm-hmm. for some people, it's something like, okay, I go to Peru, I will go to Machu Picchu, I go to buy good stuff and maybe drink ayahuasca. <laughs> <laughs> it's part of the, of the trip, you know, part of the trip. And, uh-huh. uh, they, and this, is, this is not uh, really the best uh, energy for work mm-hmm. with the medicine, you know. Uh-huh. Um, well, and step by step, five years ago, I separated of the father of my children and uh, the life opened me my medicine path completely and i try it don't be don't walk this path but when i try to leave this path everything around me start to be in balance you know mm. i don't have wow. money i am sick i don't have work and everything all another doors close to me wow and uh, and this i with i try it three times to to change this path for return to the art or, or make another thing, you know, clothes, whatever. But mm-hmm. uh, I never could, you know. Finally, now I am more clear why. When you walk this path, you are you are making a commitment before that you born. Mm, wow. Something that you you born with this with this path. Now I understand that everything that I passed in my life. The, my heart, uh, childhood, uh, all the tests that I needed, grass, everything prepared me for be who I am now, mm-hmm. and for understand the people, you know, because if you have an easy life, maybe it's difficult to understand when someone have a, a hard life. Mm-hmm. So you've been you've been walking this medicine path for five years now. Yes, five I am. Every time more open. Yes, every every time more clear. Every time more uh, sure. Uh, and with with more humility too, because I feel and that I realize is that the humility give us the freedom to be who we really are without limits. Because when we understand that we are serving to the universe, 
that we are uh, one little big piece of the creation. Mm-hmm. We don't compare us with, with no one, with nothing. We only serve in freedom, in happiness. Now I, I feel that I am more humbled than before, mm-hmm. where I thought that the shaman or this or this was special. Now I understand that this is one role in the life mm-hmm. and that my, my real work is to serve, to serve mm-hmm. to the universe, to serve my brothers and sisters, to serve Mother Earth, to serve to me, to myself. It must be wonderful to, mm-hmm. to finally know and, and be happy with uh, what you're serving. So now do you only work with uh, Mother Ayahuasca or do you sometimes go back to mushrooms and then San Pedro and do you uh, only work with one? I work even with my breath. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, breathing, okay, yeah, well, the breath is... Yeah. That I want to say is that the work is every day, every time. I make ceremonies. I make ceremonies with ayahuasca, with wachuma, with mushrooms, with fire, circle of women. I am I give Reiki, Shatsu, any that I have music, therapy music, therapy mm-hmm. dance. You know? I am integrating more and more, and more the my artist part in this path. Mm-hmm. But the, my work is every day, every time. You know, my work is how I react with the people around me, how I work in myself, how I think, how I feel. This is my work. And this is every day, 24 hours. That's lovely. You just, you embody your purpose. Yes. Almost, almost like it's not work. It's just embodying your purpose and serving. No, I, I want to say that this is our work. It's not my work because I am medicine woman, you know. It's your work too. And uh-huh. the work to, for everyone to know us, who we are, what we really want create a good life for us if we create a good life for us we create a good life for our children and for our families and our friends want to have a good life too and they see how we are and they want to learn and you know this Mm -hmm. is our purpose to be fine to be happy to be healthy complete it's a better holistic way of just living and i think the western world is catching up (laughs) to this holistic perspective of we are, we are one. We got to serve something that's bigger than us. We got to serve something that's not selfish. And um, so over here in the uh, in the Western world and the culture here in the state, we have an idea of shamanism. It's on our articles and blog posts and news how it's uh, a rising trend where people are going to Peru and they are uh, undergoing these ceremonies that help them much more. Um, deeper on a deeper level than the pharmaceutical drugs you could just buy prescriptions, which I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not trying to bash them. Aspirin and, and medicine have their purpose for, you know, mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. type of stuff. Ma- but majority is alleviating symptoms rather than curing. And I think people are finally realizing curing holistically on a deeper level, mind, body, and soul and the heart. We had to do these ceremonies. And so over here in, uh, in the States, we kind of have an idea of what shamanism is. But just to hear it from, from your perspective, what does being a shaman mean to you? I know we kind of went over it with 
what um, to mean serving a greater purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For me, the the word shaman is not really my word. It's that I am Carmen, you know. It is that uh-huh. I am. That I can say is that uh, I feel that the role that uh, medicine people have is to connect the spiritual world with the material world mm-hmm. and to bring this a bridge for help the people to connect with uh, these both worlds, you know, and to work in ourselves for uh, experimental life and cross our limits for after to share with the people how they can cross the limits too. Mm-hmm. And But, you know, in, in your country, you have very beautiful and very powerful knowledge with the natives of there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is one of my past life. I was from from your country too, but native. And oh, really? I know how much power they have and how much uh, knowledge they have because shamans is a word that comes from one specific place. Yes. But now shaman is for everywhere, for everywhere, for everyone, for every people that work with energy, no? Yeah. Or with plants in this case. And But uh, really in the planet, in all the countries, in all the world, we have different type of knowledge. You don't need to come to Peru to drink ayahuasca or heal your life. You can heal your life where you are, connecting with the ancestors that was working there. Because all the ancestors in all the world have the same knowledge. Mm. You can learn with the natives in your country. No, They work with Inipi, that is a sweat lodge, Emascar have different things in different parts of the world. This is a very beautiful and very intense and very deep medicine. I work with this medicine too. I know how much powerful it is. They make ceremonies for the water, for the fire, because that the human really needs is to understand what means to be life. What means life. Mm-hmm. This is the only thing that we need. Then when we drink ayahuasca, we understand, oh, yes, this is the world. Ah, oh, this is the system of the real system. Oh, the water is important. It's a spirit. Mother Earth have heart. It's living like us. Oh, you, we have this understanding in our heart. And this is mm-hmm. the, that the ayahuasca gives us. And when we understand how much beautiful is the existence, how much beautiful. We don't believe more in our traumas, in our, the history. We understand that our parents were victims of one system and we start to forgive and we start to try to be better. We love our mother earth. It's the same with Wachuma. It's the same with mushroom. It's the same with the mascal. You know, we need to connect with the elements, connect with the, the real life. Mm-hmm. And if you go to any natives, any part of the world, you can to learn. We're so funny how we're so forgetful and we need to uh, we need to ground ourselves and reconnect back with just mm-hmm. Mother Nature, with the elements. Mm-hmm. So how long have you been? You've been in Peru for five years now, walking this medicine past? Because I want to... Li- you don't understand me, maybe. I am living here for 15 years. 15 years. Sorry, sorry. I was living here for 70, 17 years. I am working with ayahuasca and medicine plants for 15 years. Okay. But I, I open my way totally complete for okay. everyone five years, five years ago. ago. Mm-hmm. Okay, and well. uh, and uh, including all the, the tools that I have. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I was trying to piece. I got pieces of all that, but piecing it all together. Yes, I'm sorry because my English is not the best. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's good. It's just because my next question was just the mm-hmm. uh, the evolution of, of Peru. So you've been in Peru for a, a total of 17 years, so quite a long time. Mm-hmm. So I'd just like to ask, how have you seen Peru evolve with um, people all around the world wanting to come specific to, for Peru for not only ayahuasca, I mean... Machu Picchu, Cusco is a wonderful, wonderful, diverse city right now. And, and tourism is huge there. And so mm-hmm. just from uh, your point of view, how have you seen Peru evolved in the, the 17 years that you've been there? Um, really, darling, I can say that uh, I love Peru. And uh, I, I know how much power has this place that you can come to here and see the, the culture living you can live the culture of peru you know that mm-hmm. the, the diversity that this country have the so many so many beautiful really connection with the the spiritual world in wherever that you are here in this in this country but uh in the time that you asked me about the peru exactly in the in the the way that you make your question I I never was seeing this part of Peru, you know. No. For me, it's like, I, no, I I really, I am not so connected with the internet. I don't go so much outside of, of my city. If I, yeah. if I travel, I go to the jungle to be in the forest. Yeah. And uh, I don't, I don't watch TV. I don't know the news. I don't know what, who is the president. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, it's because I, I know, I, well, uh, I try to be connect with the situations with the people because I want to work with my community, with the people mm-hmm. that is around to me. Mm-hmm. But it, for me, exists one planet. It's not Peru. It's not uh, U- USA. It's not uh, Mexico. It's not French. It's not India. It's Mother Earth. Mm-hmm. And wherever we are, is the same. And if we grow, everyone's grow. Mm. No? Okay. It's a, it's another perception, I think. Yeah. Sorry, here in Cusco, we see so many tourists you now mm-hmm. come to here and it really is a, but come is a game before, no? <laughs> now, <laughs> yeah. we, don't, we don't know what will happen in the future. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And so, I think so that Peru is a, a energetical, big mm-hmm. energetical point in the world, like India, for example, like Tibet, you know? There's yes, and, a natural uh-huh. attraction that, that people like to go mm-hmm, there. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. and I, I wasn't really trying to reference any like online or TVs just because, um, I mean, when I first went to Peru, I went there just to visit and uh, hike Machu Picchu. And we have an idea about it because we hear about it. We hear people talk about it. But once you actually go to the place, it's always completely different. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so that's wonderful. and. I didn't expect Cusco to be a big beacon of backpackers from all around the world because I know we all have our own little communities, right? And then it slowly grows with other people, however, befriending or family member, we get to know somebody. And so it's slowly growing, growing. So just want to hear from your perspective, like how did you see your community slowly grow? Well, I need to say... That I can say because my purpose is very small, you know. I feel the planet one. I feel that everything is one. But I know that I am living 
first my life, after my life with my family, after my life with my friends, after my life with my community. No, uh -huh. this is my perception. Here that I can see is that every time we have uh, more houses, <laughs> more people coming to live here, looking to be more in the nature, but come with the with the ideas of the city. Mm. And uh, we have more and more houses with less gardens. Oh, you know? really? The people is, yes, the people is constructing houses with uh, gar gardens because the people that come from, for example, I don't know, we, I, will, I will say Lima, and they live it in an apartment in the 11th floor, uh -huh. and they don't have, they have maybe one, one plant, you know, in the house. For them to have a small garden is like, okay, we have one, one garden, you know, it's new. Uh -huh. And they come with this idea and uh, the people here is constructing more houses for people that come from the cities. When I arrived here, every house has a big gardens and places for grow uh, plants. Mm -hmm. Now, every time there's more apartments, more... Uh, oh, wow houses with houses next to another houses, you know, but it's normal. No, it's like this day is a human for a long, long time. No, just development. And, uh, it's just, it's natural. Huh? Yes. Yeah. I think so. Maybe with this situation that we have now, mm -hmm. the people will understand that it's really necessary to return to the mother earth. That if you, if you grow your food, you are free. Mm -hmm. If we have, you know, if we, the mother earth keep us everything, no, I think so that these times, that the difficult times that we are living, is one opportunity to learn this and to understand that every part, all the power to to live is in ourselves. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But wow, okay. yes, this is the situation that I see here. No, in Urubamba, exactly where I live. So same as over here in the states, the same as over there in Peru, it's inevitable growth. <laughs> We're all growing <laughs> yeah. and developing. Yeah, well, you know that uh, this is, I think so, the, returning to this question of how, what is the role of Bishaman, mm -hmm. I think so, is this to make this bridge to help our humanity to reconnect with the nature, with the importance to have this connection. Mm -hmm. And because we was disconnecting long, long time ago, you know, with this system that we live, you know, this system cut us our connection with Mother Earth, with the nature, we live without sustain, is an emptiness life, you know, mm -hmm. and there come the depression, the sickness, many problems that humanity have because we don't have the sustain, the support, you know, mm -hmm. the connection with the earth, the connection with the, with the, with the sky, Sky with the spirits give us sustain for our life, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and this system worked in cuts our our connection with this sustain. Now our sustain is the system. I hate to bring um, this up, but um, I think the uh, the coronavirus, the COVID nineteen pandemic, helped put a pause on the world to realize the old system we had it was not really the best, and we kind of have to go back to a more sustainable way of living. 
Yeah, it says you know have two two sides. No, one side is this one that more people will be more conscious about the the connection with nature. How much important is to grow your food? How much important is to be more independent of the system? Mm-hmm. But another part is uh, really living the fear and waiting the solution from the system. With mm-hmm. this, uh, for example, this vacuum, I think so, vacuna. Everywhere. Vaccine. Yes. Yes. Vaccine. No? Yeah. There's so many people is waiting that uh, again to continue being children yes. of the system and that the system will take care of us, the system will be us the solution, the system will support us. And this is the illusion that the system creates. Mm-hmm. Well, this is just another side, no? The people that yeah. is really, really, really scared to have connection with another humans, mm-hmm. no? To have connection, to go outside, to, to, have two sides, no? Yeah. And if, but I feel that really it's like you said, no, it's a one opportunity. We choose what type of life we want. Or we take this opportunity for grow, for be more strong, for connect with, uh, with Mother Earth and to liberate us from uh, many things, no? Like it's mm-hmm. uh, be more independent. Mm-hmm. Or we choose to be scared, to close our door. Mm-hmm. And don't have and be far of the people because we are scared, mm-hmm. and we live in one internet life. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's our choice, no? Yeah, it's kind of sad how we get so used to and dependent on a system. It takes a little rude awakening to make our own decisions and live free and make our own. Yes, it's time life. to create a new system. Yeah, you know. It's not live without system. It's mm-hmm. one system that really is functional for us, not for uh, 15 persons mm-hmm. or 20 or 50, you know. We are one big humanity and the system needs to be for us. And it's very clear that it's, it's not for us. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Very clear. <laughs> very clear. I only ask that because I wanted to kind of get your side of your community, how they view this, this pandemic. And yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. But so back to uh, the medicine path, mm-hmm. I'm really infatuated with ceremonies as well. I feel in my heart, ceremonies, like we forget how powerful we are as people and we're mm-hmm. very insignificant, but you know, there's an artistic way we can kind of, I think, acknowledge the elements of mother nature and mother nature itself. And I think that's with ceremonies. This is just my own kind of philosophy I feel in my heart. That ceremonies help enable us humans to remind and praise something that's bigger than us back to either Mother Nature or a ceremony like being in a wedding. And, uh, and I think that's beautiful. And I think over here, especially in the States, we kind of, I'm not sure if we lost that or never really had an awareness of this understanding of ceremonies. But um, I guess from your perspective, Katie also told me that you love doing ceremonies what do you like doing ceremonies and, and why are they important to you? You know, I love to make ceremonies. I can pass one week without ceremonies. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, even if I don't, I don't have people, I will make alone. But uh, a ceremony, what do you need to make a ceremony? You need to have uh, first the time, create the time, for mm-hmm. really connect with your heart, with the Mother Earth, with the Father Sky, with the Sun, no? And um, I see that the people, when come to the ceremonies, 
we have the opportunity to really reconnect with our powers like humans, no, that we can reconnect with uh, this possibility to have the sustain of the system. You know, it's not it's not only Mother Earth; it's the universe. Mm-hmm. We are floating in one, in the infinity. <laughs> How much uh, t- times you re- remembered that you are floating in the universe in one ball <laughs> that is Mother Earth? This is more bigger than us, of course, uh-huh. but we are part. Everyone is an important part of this creation. And that I saw in all the groups and all the people that came to drink ayahuasca or wachuma or make ceremonies with me or with us um, is that they really can see, see with uh, an insight in the heart that it's not words. Is reality, and this gives us the power to connect with possibilities in the life. Understand that every day is one day less that we have in this world, mm. mm-hmm. and we don't have time to suffer. We don't have time to fight. We don't have time to, you know, we have time to enjoy. You no, know? I know that sometimes it's difficult apartments with really hard realities. Some mean so much people don't have the possibility to come to Peru or to make a ceremony. But for me, when the people come to make ceremony with me, I want to, to empower these people that after they can return to the countries mm-hmm. and to make something, you know, it's, it's not only that they come to heal traumas, and it's the possibility that have one human wake up that can create what the tools that you use in your case is the podcast in another <laughs> case is the kitchen in another case is the i don't know shoes whatever that you really love to make we the, the humanity is waking up and this is the reason that these medicines are more open for all the world and not only the plants the yoga the meditation many many tools that the human have for work in ourselves and, and, and have more understanding. For me, this is the most beautiful that I can see in the ceremonies that the people not only heal traumas or bodies, connect with the real life and want to make something new. And when one person reconnect with your real power, reconnect with knowledge, reconnect with the power that have for create. Is many people around this one person mm-hmm. that is receiving this energy. And if you come and come another person, and I have a group with 15 persons, it's mm-hmm. 15 possibilities, you know? That's what ceremonies mean to you. They mean um, they help you enable a person to be reminded of their knowledge and power as a person? I think so. It's not remind. It's reconnect. Reconnect? Okay. Yes. It's something physical, and the energetic, energetical change yeah, that uh, after you will feel. Maybe it's not 100%, maybe someone needs uh, to make another work more or whatever, but you mm-hmm. start with the, with the ceremonies, no? And it's, it's not something that you can understand with your mind. Oh, wow, yeah. <laughs> In my experience, when I uh, conducted an ayahuasca ceremony, is that pretty default? I remember when I sat down, I, we sat down in a circle and the shamans and the facilitators are in the middle and 
they you know they sing the Icaros and mm-hmm. and help us uh, in that way. Uh, is that the usual ceremony way to do it, or is there different versions of an ayahuasca ceremony? Exist existent different styles. You know, the Unicuin, for example, the the natives they have one style. The Peruvian shamans have another style. The Colombian shamans have another style. The, I have another style because I am not native, and depends of the of the person that is facilitating the medicine. Oh wow! Okay. How, mm-hmm. And so, uh, what helps uh, kind of dictate uh, a way to do a ceremony? How do you guys come up with ideas of what to do to facilitate an ayahuasca ceremony? Is it is just however the mind creative could be, or is there like a set rules of, okay, we have to sit in a circle, we have to sing the Icaro song, and then we have to smudge during these times? Well, you- it depends, no? Depends the of the work, depends, you know, the depends of the cases too, because some people have uh, the possibility to make ceremonies in a circle, and some people know. Some people have uh, very hard uh, problems that need another type of treatment. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not the same for everyone, but um, when the, we when we make a circles before we make an interview with the people that we know that it's possible for them to make a circle of medicine. If not, mm. if it's someone with, for example, for example, one alcoholic or one uh, person with uh, addictions to drugs, for example, uh-huh. uh, they need another treatment. More deep depends, no. This okay. is my style. No, not okay. everyone works in the same time, in the same, sorry, in the same style. No, yeah, this this is good. This is just helps me gain a perspective of there's not there's not one certain way to do it. It's just continuing on the subject of ceremonies. There's no necessary rules. It sounds like rules. What is rules? Rules, como reglas. Oh, yes, we have. Oh, yeah? <laughs> that, okay. Uh, yes, we have before. Uh, for example, the people need to make a diet before. They, one, for me, it's a rule that they come one day before, better if more time before, that we can have a relation and I can speak with them and to know the problem that they want to work and if they they are available for being a big group or a small group or where, or what is the case, no? Mm-hmm. Yes, we have some steps that is necessary to respect, no? The, the most important is the, the diet before, the diet after. But really, I can't uh, explain to you uh, how is one ceremony because it's nothing, again, uh, I will say you, it's nothing that you can understand with your mind. Maybe that that you can to understand is that it's a medicine that helps us to reconnect with our with our real power with our soul that we can heal many things from us. Everyone has their style, mm-hmm. yes, and it depends of the shaman how him how the shaman make the ceremony. No? Mm-hmm. Different okay. rules for different shaman. It's nice to hear from someone themselves that they actually facilitate and they actually hold that medicine space. So I really appreciate you giving us insights about that. It also sounds like it's an extremely intimate and sensitive space where you need to see the person and talk to the person before the ceremony to get get to know them and kind of help ease 
into that sensitive space. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, and that I can recommend maybe is that always that you want to make a ceremony, you need to know where you are going, with who, mm-hmm. because we are so vulnerable when we are in plants. Mm-hmm. And uh, exceeds many things that I can't explain now, but the best is to really have a connection with the person that you will you will uh, work. So when you facilitate these ceremonies and, uh, and you're, you're working with these people, you as a medicine woman, just to kind of gain insight from your perspective, what exactly do you see? Do you see something or do you feel something that calls you to the person that needs attention to, whether it's their heart or their mind or, because it's a very sensitive space and I'm just kind of recalling from my yes. experience the ikoros really help and the ikoros sing songs in our mm-hmm. in our bodies and our flesh that kind of helps us heal us mm-hmm. um, but from mm-hmm. the medicine woman and the medicine man the shamanic perspective do you guys see what do you guys see and how do you guys navigate that space for me uh, the medicine is my teacher the spirits come to speak with me and they told me what i need to do and how much I need to give and and they show me what I need to see. They guide me uh-huh. how guide. But like I said to you before, it's a work that in it's not the, the the work that I make in the ceremony. It's a work that I need to make every day in my life. Do the spirits kind of give you visions or do they, they speak to you? How, do they look like Both. <laughs> oh, nice. Wow, really? Mm-hmm. So you said that... It's when you open your eyes, when you breathe, and they, they speak to you. You need to come to make a ceremony with me after you will know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm just kind of, I'm trying to grasp it because I'm always that just arrogant person that wants to go deeper and wants to know more. And sometimes we see things. Do you have any guidance yes. of how we can interpret these visions? How, any guidance how we can interpret the internal experience? Because I know sometimes... We just need to release some deep traumatic experience we have sometimes not really knowingly buried, but sometimes mm-hmm. I see some weird stuff <laughs> that it's kind of hard to interpret. Uh, do you have any guidance or any any uh, insight of how we could interpret our visions in the medicine space of mm-hmm. the knowledge that we're receiving? Well, for some people it's difficult, for some people it's easy, depends of the people, no? Mm-hmm. We, or after the ceremonies, we always make it a, a integration circle where we, we share our experience and that we can to learn from the experience of other person of the group and our experience can teach them and together we interpret the visions and the comprehensions that the medicine brings to us. Mm-hmm. But sometimes, you know, one ceremony, when the people come to make one, only one ceremony, is more difficult because normally the people is come for the first ceremony and in the first ceremony, you don't understand where you are going. The first ceremony, you understand who is Alaska. Not always and change the life, you know, but it's not for everyone. And sometimes we need to first liberate us from our expectations, understand where we are going, understand how the medicine speaks to us. Mm-hmm. And in the second ceremony, you are more clear. Mm-hmm. You, know, you, are, you, you go with another energy to the ceremony, with another power too, 
and you can understand better and receive better information. So mm-hmm. it kind of takes kind of takes time and practice. Yes, of course. I, you know, it, I feel this is something important for me is that the people that come to to make ceremonies be conscious that are coming to make ceremonies, not put in your sketch, not the schedule that you say, okay, I have three days for me in Cusco to make ceremonies, and after I go to Arequipa, after I go, no, no, because one ceremony can open one door that you don't know how you will feel after the ceremony. Maybe mm-hmm. you open a process that after you need one ceremony more. It's necessary to be conscious that it's not one part of the tourism offering. Have you ever uh, encountered someone denying their visions or experience with uh, Mother Ayahuasca? They receive? Um, no. Maybe some people don't believe in the first ceremony because they don't understand. But again, I repeat, it's not something that you can understand with your mind. You know, if you leave your mind next a un lado, in one side, mm-hmm. and you open your heart, it's impossible that you don't believe because it's the reality. Mm. <laughs> you know, that, you, that we are living with the system is an illusion. Mm-hmm. This is the illusion. The knowledge that the medicines plants give us is the reality. Mm. But we need to be ready for uh, accept this uh, truth that as, as many changes. And sometimes it's more easy to don't believe and continue living the life that we know because to make big changes is a big test. Uh-huh. Yeah, I guess when if they're you, ready. Huh? <laughs> yeah, and I know that sometimes it's, it's difficult. And for many people that come to work uh, with medicine, the return to the countries and to the life and to the family is difficult, you know, mm-hmm. because uh, it's totally different mm-hmm. no this is the the most hard part to keep this information with us to realize that this is the truth and we are returning to the illusion mm-hmm. and to be the sufficient uh, strong to accept that the people our family around to us will say that we are crazy mm-hmm. you know it's normal but with the time step by step if you continue growing, if you continue opening your soul, your, your mind, you will be more healthy, more happy. We can't help the people if the people don't want. Mm-hmm. You know, the people need to ask help. And then there's another question I want to ask you. Over here, what we read online and what we're told is that the plants themselves told the medicine people, they told the shamans, how to make ayahuasca with the leaves and the bark of another plant. Is this true? Uh, are you told a different version? or I am not sure if I understand the question. You are asking me how to make ayahuasca? La historia que yo le en la mm-hmm. línea es que mm-hmm. los plantas los dice que a los shamans cómo puedo hacer la ayahuasca, cómo puedo cocinar. Pero yo creo que uh, nada más quiero tu perspectiva is hay una diferente versión que has escuchado or you know uh, i think so the first shamans in the world they was very powerful and they they spoke with the plants how they they discovered that they need to mix mm-hmm. with uh chacruna or wambisa for 
had this this sacred plant uh, medicine. They really was the real shamans, the real powerful people. You know, mm-hmm. how long time ago? How I learned to cook was with the father of my kids that they they was cooking with the shaman and he showed me how. But the medicine when I drink it. The medicine and the spirit speak me and guide me how I need to work with her. This is, mm-hmm. I, am to- I told you, no? I am a bridge. It's not my knowledge. Mm-hmm. They guide me what I need to do. They speak. And of course, everything is safe. Mm-hmm. If the medicine told you, okay, tomorrow you need to, to take a bath five in the morning with cold water, uh, say, receiving the first um, light of the sun, for example. If you don't make, if you don't believe, we don't know if it's, it's uh, true or not, you know, or what's happened when you make. Everything is experience, experimenting. I, like I told you, I don't have a, a, a human master. You know? I believe in the voice of the spirits. I believe in the voice of the medicine. And I think so that like, like they speak to me now teaching me how to work, what I need to do with these people, with these people, with these people. One time it's easy to think that they speak with another person too. And I know many histories of the shamans in the jungle that you can't believe what strange and magical things they live. Even when I was in the jungle, I lived things that I can't believe now, you know, that was really real, but was real. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The magic world is something that is new for us because we was uh, with our connection blocked. But uh, the spiritual world is one world that exists. And we can receive the message, even if you don't drink ayahuasca, meditating. If you are open, the spirits want to teach us. It's the same for from the Mother Earth. Mother Earth want to see us happy and good because if we are good we create more beauty and we create more harmony and the planet will be better for more long time the medicine the ayahuasca come from the mother earth the information that the medicine give us come from the mother earth is mother earth speaking to us in the form that she has so you work with this organization i think katie told me about and people could go to this organization if they want to reach out to you or reach out to this organization to conduct ceremonies to help them? Well, we have a project. It's really not an organization. You know, we have a project, a project that uh, the name is Quichillacta. It's a house of art and medicine. I have my business partners. It's uh, Johan Penner. It's a German guy that lives with me here. And Mark, Mark Johnson, that is a Scotland guy. And I was working two years alone. I was, I started in this project uh, for have uh, this space open for everyone, you know, and to mix the art with the medicines. The culture is one big part because, you know, not everyone is open for the plants, you know. Some people mm-hmm. don't want and don't believe and don't, don't, are scared. But the art, for my experience, open all the doors. And wow. uh, my idea was create this house because, you know, the message is one. You can receive with ayahuasca, you can receive in one show too. You know, if I receive, it's like I am saying about you. You are making one work. You are waking up people too because you are creating this space and sending this information to another person. 
even if they don't make a ceremony, maybe someone maybe resonates mm-hmm. with this too. You know, you are making a job. It's the same in the art. If I make a show where I speak about about the knowledge that I received, I am sharing with another person. If I create a workshop that the people can feel better with uh, dance therapy or they will liberate things too, in different ways. And my idea was create this uh, this project for uh, work with the people that is living here around to us yeah? and to have the space for the see people that come from other countries. And the idea is uh, to create this philosophy of family and community, you know, that, that and to respect the difference between the people, no? Kuchiyakta, uh, the name of the project, means a rainbow village. And the rainbow represents the difference of the people and that with this difference, we can make something more beautiful together. This is the project that we have, and you can you can see the pictures and the images in Facebook. No, yeah, I'll, I'll put the links on this podcast episode, so whoever okay. hears would, uh, okay. if they want to pursue further, they can click the links and reach out. Uh-huh. Great, and I am so open to share everything that I can. You know, now the spirits tell me that I need to share without limits. And now I started to make a music uh, at, at Tuesday, every Tuesday this month. It's a prayer that we make it for, for help in this uh, moment. You know, mm-hmm. we send love to all the people. And now I am opening workshop of Edipti music that I will make for online, for Zoom. Mm-hmm. Even if I can help in something, I am open. No, yeah, that's that's wonderful. You guys are doing so much. This is not only beneficial for so many people, but I like how it creates that space that we need. You know, we forget how much we need the space of healing, whether it's music, whether it's ceremony, whether it's just sharing and being with people that can help you feel that space in your heart and inside your, your own self. Yes, we are together in this mission. <laughs> <laughs> Thank well, you for, for this space too. Thank you for uh, for this interview. Thank you for your work, for your transformation. And uh, thank you so much for you, your chorus. <laughs> no, no, thank you. Thank you for being a guest on my podcast. And thank you for sharing your, your insights and wisdom on uh, being a medicine woman. <laughs> okay Carmen okay Michael nice awesome. to meet you nice to to speak with you to share with you good life good day and uh, continue making your work you are making a great job thank you thank you so much uh, let the ladies know I said hello and uh, I'll let yes. you know when yes 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 of course of course of course okay well one kiss to you you and gracias igual para ti bye eh? um, bye ciao ciao thank you